My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I'm so excited you are here. I am really pumped for a couple things. I am putting together my first mastermind, and I'm really pumped because, look, I've worked with dozens and dozens of clients, and I've seen them get amazing results over and over and over again. I've also worked with many clients for long periods of time now. I have multiple clients that have re-signed with me um, two times, three times, and I've gotten to see their results just grow and grow and grow and have seen them being be able to repeat success in different ways, in easier ways, in, you know, in bigger ways, in all the ways. And the reason I'm so excited for my upcoming mastermind is because I finally get to take all of those learnings, everything that I have seen my clients create, everything that I've, you know, coached them through, really evaluating their results, evaluating my process, um, and really putting it into a program that's going to be able to help multiple people while also creating really amazing results for their own business and doing it in a way that is not complicated, doing it in a way that is simple and straightforward. And I if you, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm all about simple and keeping your business as simple as possible, also making the most amount of freaking money, and more importantly, the most importantly, is really making the impact that you want to make in your community. Every one of my clients has a very similar, um, similar desire to really deeply support their community and help them in whatever niche that looks like. So more news on that very, very, very soon. But today's episode, I'm really excited about. We are going to talk about niching down and determining your niche. So this episode is actually an Instagram live recording that I did um, a couple weeks ago. And I wanted to share it on the podcast because I talk about a variety of ways to like think about niching down. So this ep- this podcast episode is not going to be about like choosing your niche. It's not going to be about niching it down. It's it's going to be about all the things. It's more three things I want you to consider when you're thinking about your niche. Now, if you're a person who is like stressing out about their niche at all, this episode is absolutely for you. If you're a person who might be 
um, maybe growing, maybe you have a new offer that's out there that you want to solidify a little bit more and you feel like niching down might be helpful. This episode is also for you. I'm going to be talking about what I've learned, not just through myself, but through my clients and what matters when it comes to your niche and why it's so important to just consider these thoughts, these strategies um, while you are in that process. So that's what I'm going to be talking to, about today. It's an Instagram live. We will get started in just a moment. But I want to remind you that if you've listened to this podcast in the past and you've taken something away, it would mean so much to me if you could share it on your Instagram stories, share episodes that really hit home for you. It would mean so, so, so much to me. And it's also how the podcast grows. So I would deeply, deeply appreciate it. All right, y'all, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. I am so excited. Today I'm going to be talking about determining your niche. Um, I'm excited about talking about this because this past, last week, I had an event that I threw for all the clients I've worked with this year. And one of the, we talked about a lot, but one conversation that came up was about picking a niche and like going deep into that niche and what also came up was just growth and growing into different niches i also i use niche and niche i don't know um so i'll use both but anyways i want to talk about this because i feel like there are some folks out there who are if you're a person, and this is for the replay too, but if you're a person who really has like all like this drama about your niche and your Instagram bio and like, I need to niche down, my messaging needs to be better, la da da da, I, I want to talk about this because the honest truth is like if in a coaching business specifically, and to be honest, in most like service-based businesses, before you hit 100K, it's like playing. Like you get to play and you get to just figure things out. And it really is a more like fun part of your business because you have freedom to do whatever the hell you want. But I want to talk about determining your niche specifically and things to consider. Okay, so let's get into it. When we're talking about um, your niche, right? I want to first give you a couple disclaimers before I recommend like my steps into like how you should choose one for yourself. If, if you are debating between two or whatever the case is. So number one, I just want to be super clear that you actually don't need a niche to make money. Um, you could literally just be a life coach that's like, I help you live in your best power and um, I help you grow confidence through, you know, showing up as your best self. Like you can make money like just with that. Let's just be clear about that. And the reason why is that if you are bringing value to people every day, um, whether it's email or through marketing at all, if you are showing up for the people you want to serve, you're helping them get results, you're helping them take action, you're helping them um, in their life, you're being a coach to them, right? Like if that's happening, typically they can care 
in terms of like what exactly you help people with, if it's vague, it it's typically okay. Like I would say December, uh, January of this year, um, not uh, 2020 to 2021, I was really flip-flopping between niches. Actually, you know what I'm gonna say? October, probably all of 2020, I switched my niches many times. And it wasn't until I'd say February or March of this year where I really decided to like stick with the niche for a while. But during last week's event with my clients, one thing we also talked about and one thing I talked about and I was telling them in my journey of entrepreneurship is you, if you are in this place where you're not sure about your niche and you're not sure like what your messaging should be about, blah, blah, blah. Like I really want to encourage you to come to terms that you are going to have to evolve publicly. Like I changed my niche from podcast coach to personal brand coach to business coach for content creators. I think it was for a while. Then I changed it to business coach for entrepreneurs. And now I mainly help coaches, consultants, and service providers, right? But it was a whole process. And I remember every time I switched my niche, every single time I was super insecure about it. Every single time I was debating like, this is going to look bad. People are going to think I'm wishy-washy. It looks very sloppy that I'm, you know, like pivoting from this to this. And the truth is you have to be willing to feel stupid. Like you have to be willing to look a little flip floppy sometimes. And will some people think you're flip floppy? Sure. But those are likely not the people that are going to work with you long term anyways. You have to be willing to evolve publicly. Because what's more important than any niche is you going out there and giving value to your audience so they can build trust with you, so they can get to know you, so they can you could prepare them to give you thousands of dollars for coaching, right? But if you're showing up and you're giving value and you're making offers and you're doing what you're supposed to do in your business, your niche is going to be less and less and less important. Look, now, if you are someone who is over 100K, maybe even over 150K, that is when really, really getting serious about your niche is more important. Um, but to be honest, in the beginning, it's like just talk about what you want to talk about and help people. So let's see. Someone has a question. How do you deal with pivoting and content? Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Yeah, like... I will bring up content, though. I'm glad you brought that up, Laura. Um, but first, I just want to start with that is, look, you have to be willing to evolve publicly. That's just the name of the game. Um, if you're not willing to do that, then you are just stopping yourself from making money and serving people. Like, that's just the truth. You have to be willing to evolve, right? Like if Facebook at this a Facebook right now, right? Like they are huge. They have billions and billions of users. If they can change their name to something at this size, like I think you're fine. Okay. I think you're fine. <laughs> okay. What else? So I wrote down a couple notes. Um, you have to be willing to evolve publicly. And I also want to get it out of your mind that you like really, really need one. You don't really need a strong specific niche, especially if you're under a hundred K like 
you just don't need one. Just go out there, help people, make offers, make sure you're, you know, going out there and building that relationship with people, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, email, like you just have to, have to be marketing your business on a regular basis. Okay. All right. So that being said, let's talk about what picking a niche or determining, determining your niche can look like. So the first thing I want you to consider when you are like, okay, I think it's ready for me to get a little bit more specific about who I serve and like what I talk about. And I want to really like narrow down my niche. I want you to consider your own results as a consultant, as a coach, like what are your results? What have you done yourself? Um, I have a client who, for example, she is a consultant She's like a consultant slash coach, but she's in the middle. She's just starting her business, but she has a lot of experience in helping medical um, CEOs in the medical field or business owners, like small business owners in the medical field, expand their medical practice. Okay. Like she has a lot of experience in that. Um, she's worked where she has for five years and she's literally been the right hand for the CEO of the business. And she's helped them go from hundreds of thousands to like multiple millions in business. Right. So she, when she came to me, she was like, I want to start this business. Um, now I work with people who have businesses, um, who are making money now, but I also have some clients who, who are starting from scratch. And she's one of them. And when we were talking about choosing a niche, what we really focused on was what do you actually have results in? Like, what results do you have? What results have you helped people get? And really getting those on paper so you could see them yourself, right? So on paper, she literally wrote down, like, I have helped create a like white glove client experience or patient experience in her in her niche, right? She's helped that. She's also helped her. Um, she's also helped the biz, the the CEO. She's helped him streamline operations across the board from clinical to front because in that field it's very separate like the medical stuff and then the front desk stuff is very separate so she's helped create streamlined operations for that so when we were figuring out like what her niche was going to be what that conversation looked like was um and lastly she helped the ceo go from hundreds of thousands in their practice to millions um and opening other offices right like she helped them with that so when we looked at all the results that she's helped her client, um, really her boss at the time, what she helped him with, she was like, okay, I helped him do this, 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 and that. I also tell her like, look, this is what you're about. You are operations and client experience. And I think marketing, it's very general. Like it's, it, it, she's packing all those into one, but her focus is medical, um, business owners in the medical field, right? So like doctors, I actually, I don't know the medical stuff. So like dentists and doctors and like just small doctor's offices, that's who she helps. But when I have this conversation with her, right? Like when she, she booked a call to help a business owner consult for their business. And the conversation I had with her was, I want you to be willing to help with anything he needs and just learn 
learn from the experience of your clients. So a lot of people get drama about a niche, but the honest truth is that once you start working with lots of people, it's much easier for you to determine what your niche is or determine how you like helping people. So that's why I don't want you to stress about your niche and I don't want you to stress about, you know, all, all the little details of your business, like in terms of like, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess I'll just say for your niche. I don't want you to stress about your niche if you aren't really wonderful at sales. Like in the beginning of your business, literally your number one job is to get good at making money because your business needs money to fuel and to grow. Because if you don't make money, you will start resenting what you do because you won't be getting anything back for all of the effort. Now, a lot of my clients, like literally all of my clients, including myself, we got into this business because we care deeply about our community. Like we care deeply about the people we're serving and we honestly would do the work for free. I mean, I don't want to do the work for free, but like it's fine to a certain point. But here is what I always, and this is a little off topic from niching. Um, hey, Latino world traveler, how are you? But what I want to remind you of is that your impact when you make no money in your business is this big. You can only impact so many people through your content. Or or you can impact a lot of people through your content, but you have to get very good at growing your content, right? You have to get very good at social media and growing a following. I don't do that kind of business personally because I have a toddler and my life is really important to me. So I don't want to be on social media 24-7 making content. This is why when I decided coaching, right, was my thing, I wanted to figure out a way of how can I impact the most people? How can I make the most money? And how can I do it in a way that I still have my life, right? And I still can like hang out with my family on weekends. And what I wanna lend you is why it's so important for you to get so good at selling your offer is because when you fuel you when you fuel your business, you can make more impact in your community. Like I see the domino effect of coaching people because I have tons of like now I have I don't know, I've probably served over 50 clients individually this year, and many of them are making lots of money in their business, but more importantly, they are helping even more people get their money together. They're helping people get healthier. They're helping people grow their business. They're helping people manifest, like really create these lives that are, that are true to them. So like the domino effect is there. This is why it's when we're talking about niches, it's like pick a niche, be willing to evolve publicly. But at the end of the day, your niche never has to do with your sales. Like there, it's no, your, your niche, if you have a sales problem, a niche is not the solution. Like a hundred percent across the board. If you have a sales problem, the problem is sales. Like you got to get on the phone with people and get 
out of your comfort zone and fucking sell. Excuse my language. But you have to like make offers. You have to get like, and depending on what type of business you have, if you have a product-based business, hey, Erica, if you have a product-based business, then you're going to have to be talking about your product all the freaking time, telling people the value, telling people all about it. But your niche is never a solution to a sales problem, ever. It's just not. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay, now let's talk really quickly about determining determining your niche and really getting like focused on like, okay, you want a niche, you understand that it's not related to sales. Now let's talk about how you do it, okay? So you look for results that you have gotten yourself or that you've created for your clients, right? And I really want you to write this down. Like I want you to write it down, like really critically think what have I created for my clients or what have I helped my clients create and what I have I created for myself, okay? I talked about my client earlier, right? So number two, once you have that all written down, I want you to choose a result that you want to own. I want you to choose a result that you want to hold onto and be all about. So when I... I'd say the last time I really niched down was back in, I think it was like March of this year. And it was the first time I really started niching down a little bit. Um, and what I decided was I want to be the person who helps coaches secure their first four-figure client. Like I really really started to believe that I had done it myself. I think at that point I helped five clients secure a four-figure client. Like and a lot of them it was their first four-figure client. Now it's been like many. But at that time I believe it was like four or five clients that I helped secure a four-figure offer and for me that was enough proof that I could stand behind this and like if I really thought about a person like a regular person who didn't have a social media following and who came to me and wanted to secure their first four, four figure client how long do I think they need to actually secure that from the evidence that I have in front of me my clients I really decided like oh in three months you can like any average person can a hundred percent secure a four a four figure client, like a thousand bucks plus. Like I'm very, very confident in that. I've seen it enough times. And this was in March. So that became my niche. I started talking about four figure clients all the time. I That's just what I started to talk about. I started to talk about sales calls and closing four figure clients. I started talking about content and like how to create content to secure your first figure client. And then I, and I just honed in on that, okay? But that was just one result that I got my clients. The The real kicker here is I just decided. I just decided. I looked at the, I wrote down the results that I helped my clients get and I decided. You get to just decide. So after you look at all your client results, you've written them down. Hey, Orlinda. N 
after you've written your client's results down, I want you to choose a result that I want you to own, something that you are confident you can help people do. And look, one side of our brain is just going to be like, you can't help people do nothing. You suck. You're a horrible coach. And look, that's normal, but I really need you to put those thoughts aside and look at the results you've helped people create and really choose one. And that could look very different for people. Like if you're a money coach, maybe you have had many clients who have had, I don't know, a, a debt. And maybe you maybe you realized that you've helped every client get rid of half of their debt or something. That's a lot. I don't know. I'm making this up. But like then you could be the person who's like, I can help you get rid of half of your debt in three months. That's that's a big promise. <laughs> Depends on how much debt they have. But like I, I also have another client we were talking about with with um, she's a health coach. And I asked her, I was like, so what do you help people do? And she's like, I help people, you know, eat, you know, healthy foods that without sacrifice and like all this stuff. And I was like, but what do the clients want? Like, what do they actually own? And she's like, they want to lose weight. But it's not about, she was telling me, it's not about the weight though. Like you have to do A, B, C, and D. And I'm like, yeah, but they want to lose weight, right? Like they want to lose weight. So I asked her, how many clients have you helped lose five pounds or 10 pounds or 15 pounds? And she was, and, and then how much weight have you lost yourself? And she's like, well, cat, it's not about the weight again. She's like, but I've lost, like, she's lost a lot of weight in her journey. It's why she became a health coach. And then for her clients, she was like, I can name four clients or five clients that I have helped to lose 10 pounds. And I'm like, okay, if the average person came to you with this, you know, and came to you and they wanted to lose weight, how confident are you that they could lose 10 pounds in the time working with you if they did the work? And she was like, oh, I'm like 100% sure. Like anyone can do it. They just got to do the work, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, great. That can be your niche. Like that can be your whole thing. You get, you just get to choose. Here's where it gets a little bit, a little bit shaky is when you can't make the decision. That is probably the problem I see the most is you have to make the decision to own that niche. Now, that's not a niche problem. It's not a sales problem. It's a decision making problem. Okay, so if you can't make a decision, you have to look in the mirror and be real with yourself. Like, okay, this isn't a niche thing. This is a this is a me against me thing, and I'm resisting making a decision because I am insecure. I'm not 100 percent sure. It doesn't feel good. I'm. What if I pick the wrong niche? Like, you have all these thoughts, but the truth is, you just don't want to make a decision. Yeah, my biggest struggle, <laughs> Latina World Traveler said, that's my biggest struggle. You know, it doesn't have to be a struggle, though. Like, you get to choose if you want it to be a struggle. Like, and I, I'm going to say this because Latino World Traveler said, this is my biggest struggle. I'm going to pick on you. I hope that's okay. So it's like if you are, let's say, if you are a coach or somebody who helps people pick their adventure, like, brings more adventure to their life, right? I actually have a client who who does this. But if your client 
who, um, for Latino World Traveler, it's like a person saying, I'm never going to travel because I don't know where to go because there's too many amazing places. Like I want to go to Paris, but I also want to go to Japan and I also want to go to Australia and I also want to go to Mexico. So I guess I'll just stay here for another year. It's like, no, you have to make the decision and you have to be willing to go to a place. And if you don't love that place as much as you thought, that's kind of like, sorry, like that's the part of the game, right? So for you, when you're determining your niche, you have to just decide what your niche is. Like it's just a decision-making problem. And once you choose... Your job every single day is to convince yourself that you made the right decision. Like every single day you get to choose that, that it's, you know what it's like? <laughs> it's like being married. <laughs> like anyone who is married knows like you got to pick your partner on the daily, maybe not on the daily, but on the weekly, right? Like you got to you, you got to be like, yep, I married the right person. Even even throughout all the years, I'm still be married. I'm sticking to this person. Like you just have to decide. And, and look, if you are in between, like, what do I have to, what do I want my niche to be? Da, 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 da. Like give yourself. So then the, when I say decide and commit, decide something today. Like, I want you to decide today. Like, if you are in the mi in the middle of, like, drama about choosing a niche, I want you to decide today. And I want you to commit to it for three months. And in three months, you can make a, you could just, you could decide if you want to change it. But give yourself three whole months where you stand by it. You are about it. You, you really, really go hard in this decision. Everyone's laughing at the marriage stuff. Yeah, you do have to choose that. Yeah, I literally say that all the time. Marriage is a decision you make every single day. Um, but it's no different. You just have to decide. And I don't want you to make it about the niche or about the people. And you can go this way. Like, honestly, just if you've worked with clients, pick a client that you adore and love. actually analyze how you helped how, what result you've helped them do and then choose one of their answers and be about that um someone asks maru loken I'm not saying that right. How do I know I niche down enough? I don't ever, ever, ever want you to think about if, if you're niche down enough. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you have a niche and you're debating like, oh, I want to go deeper. If you have the desire to go deeper, then great. But if it's a business, like if it's, if you're just doing it, because you feel like you should, because everyone else is doing it. That is just your brain trying to stop you from going out there and doing what you're supposed to do, which I'm going to assume is sell your product or sell your, um, sell your services. The thing is like when you are in drama about a niche or messaging or anything like that, the minute you give it 
more energy than like 10 minutes or five minutes of your day, it that is the minute you, I want you to start acknowledging like, oh, it's just because I don't want to post today and my brain wants to come up with anything else than actually doing what I'm supposed to do in my business, which is sell the heck out of my coaching or services or consulting. So moral of the story today, I'm going to wrap up. Moral of the story, you do not need a niche. You, if you are in a place that you're, you, you want a niche, like you, you're like, I absolutely 100% want like a strong niche. Then I lend you, I, the thought I lend you is be willing to evolve publicly. I went from podcasts coach to personal brand coach to business coach for content creators to business coach for entrepreneurs and now I'm really a sales coach like I help you sell and make money like that is my priority and and I've gotten there because I've helped so many people and I've realized like oh like I have such a passion in making sure that like like women of color have businesses that are fueled with money. Like that's important to me because I know the power of money. But like it took a long time to get there, right? So just be willing. Be willing to choose a niche. Be willing to choose a niche that that you think might be good. And if you're not sure, make a decision. You're either going to go for it or you're not going to go for it. And if you go for it, give it some time. Give it three months. Okay? And just make a decision. And if you want to pick a niche, um, I'm going to go through this really quickly. Look at the results you've gotten yourself and look at the results you've gotten your clients. Choose one of those results and make that your, your like, like own that niche. Own that result that you help them get and talk about it in all aspects of your business. So if your niche is I help you lose five pounds um, without sacrificing good food, then I want you to talk about all the aspects of that. Like what anybody who's trying to lose five pounds, like what are they thinking? I want you to debunk it. I want you to uh, talk about foods and talk about what their thoughts are. Talk about the mindset. Talk about their habits. Like talk about everything of revolving around that. Like I'm always talking about making money because like I'm, I, I'm really excited when businesses make money. I love helping my clients learn how to make money from thin air. Like that excites me. It's what I'm about. And then, yeah, you just have to decide and commit. You decide and commit and there's no magic to it. You just make a decision and you convince yourself every single day that you made the right decision and you show up for your clients, you give them value regarding that niche, okay? It's as easy as that. What did I write down here? Oh, and I also just wanna end, or I also wanna mention that if you are having a sales problem or a money problem in terms of your business, like you're not getting the amount of money that you want, it never has to do with your niche. So like, don't put those together. Like sales, is a whole other like if you are not like you want to bring in more money to your business you got to get good at marketing and sales niche is like a little piece of that but it's not going to solve any money problems unless you're like over 100k over 150k 
then then it could totally be helpful but okay that's it i'm gonna answer a couple more questions if you have any questions just add them here um hey laura thanks for your engagement today you said did you decide to pivot when you fell out of love from your peer previous snitches or how did you know when it was time okay no, I didn't just, um, I didn't pivot just because I fell out of love with the niche. Cause like you pretty much are going to like fall out of love with the niche all the time. <laughs> it's so funny. I related this to being married, but it's like, it's not like I fall out of love, but it's like, I, I'm like, God, it'd be really nice. You know, if I like, it's easy to just be like, Oh, life would be really nice if I was single when you're married. Right. And then when you're single, you're like, life would be really nice if I was married and had two salaries. Right. So like, there's always goods and, um, there's always pluses on each side and it's not different for like picking a niche. So I would decide to really decide to be a, like, I want you to live and breathe that that why like that niche like I want you to live and breathe it and I want you to talk about it and I want you to be about it and if you really don't like it I'd say it's an intuitive decision but the reason I switched my niche this is the honest truth is I always looked for proof of who was most attracted to me like in terms of clients so one big when I went from personal branding to helping coaches that was a really big change for me and that decision came from a couple things i launched a group program that was about personal branding like it, the whole program was about personal branding and what i noticed is i got five people in the program this was a long time ago um and oh no i got six people in the program and five of the six people I think four, I forget, four or five of the six people all wanted to be coaches. And what that told me is like, oh, they want to be a coach like me. I should be a business coach. And then that, and then you got to check it. Like, does that excite me? Like, do I like that? Like, does that feel good? But you have to, like, you will learn over and over again. Once I helped five people get their first four-figure client I was like oh okay I really am passionate about helping like it feels so good to me and exciting to me when a client taxes me and says I got my first four-figure client like that it feels better than when my clients are like I got my first 10k month like I love the feeling of your first four-figure client so anyways so I decided to make that my niche so it's an intuitive decision. Um, but honestly, practice makes perfect. It's much less about all the crap and much more about you going out there and helping people and making money in your business. Um, okay, Latina World Traveler. When you are accepting applications for new round of coaching, I'm accepting applications now. So I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. Um, the earliest available um, to get started is February, and that's just because I'm booked for this month and January. Um, but to be honest, February is probably going to get booked too. So if you're interested, I think we we need to talk. <laughs> but if you're interested in working together, let's just talk so you can start like preparing for this and really prepare yourself 
um, to start working together in February. Um, if it's not niche, then where can I learn the right tools for sales and marketing? Um, my podcast, <laughs> check out my podcast, check out my lives. Um, I pour a, a lot of value into my Instagram and my podcast. So I highly, highly recommend listening to episodes. I talk about a lot of things, sales calls. I talk about, uh, marketing, all of it, all of it, all of it. And my, my podcast is going live tomorrow again. Um, and I have three episodes coming out tomorrow, so that'll be good. Um, if you are starting, if you were starting all over again, would you start, oh, with one-on-one -on -one or online course? Honestly, my advice is never start with an online course. <laughs> That's not what's going to be what everyone says, but here's, I'm an advocate for one-on-one -on -one and here's why. Selling one-on-one -on -one is such an experience because it's one-on-one -on -one and you have to learn how to really, really, really grow how to sell something. And when you work one-on-one -on -one with clients, by the way, I spent all year working one-on-one -on -one with clients and here's what I've done. I decided this year was the year I'm going to work one-on-one -on -one with people and create a process that is proven. So next year I can put out a group program or an on, with an online course with a proven process. So many people put out courses and it's not proven. It's like only proven to them. And I've done it too. So like, I'm not hating on that. But what I'm saying is when you spend, like I honestly recommend like, really, really, really recommend doing one-on-one -on -one for as long as you can until you're booked out and booked out. Because what that's going to do is when you are ready to book out or create a course or create a group program, your process is proven. And like nobody can tell you that it doesn't work because you've seen people through the process. Like I have dozens and dozens of clients that I've worked with one-on-one -on -one and as I start building the curriculum for my future program, I am a hundred percent confident in the results it's going to get people because I've done the hard work for a whole year of getting very good at helping my clients. So I will always recommend working one-on-one -on -one and then evolving that into something scalable like an online course like a group program like a mastermind or whatever that looks like for you. But I, and what's funny about this too is when I started, like my first real product was a course and I killed myself making it and I worked harder than I have ever worked and I made like a thousand dollars and it was so hard. And I, I told myself like, I, I literally almost gave up on entrepreneurship because I was like, this is too time consuming and hard and it just felt like such friction. And the reason was is because I didn't, I lacked so much confidence behind that, that course. And the reason I lack confidence is because I didn't have a proven process. I didn't know if it was going to work with for everyone. But next year, as I create this curriculum for my program, I have 
so much proof that this process works with my clients. I have so much proof that I, I could help anyone make money. Like I'm very confident in that, but I'm confident in it because I've done the work this year. So I highly, highly recommend doing one-on-one. -on -one. And that goes across the board for like really anybody. Like one of my clients is a photographer, right? Like she learned how to sell her photography one-on-one -on -one before now she's going to start coaching. And now she's even going to coach one-on-one. -on -one. She could do a group right off the bat, but she wants to be confident, like confident that she can deliver a proven process to people. All right, I gotta go because this is getting so long. Um, I appreciate everyone's engagement. Let me just make sure I didn't miss any questions. Um, thank you so much for your engagement. I appreciate you. Look, if you want to work with me, I have spots available starting in February. Um, my coaching is six months long. We meet every single week. It's high ticket. It's actually five figures for six months. Um, you can learn more looking at the link in my bio. Um, it's absolutely not for everyone, um, but for folks who have been thinking about working with me for a long time and they are 100% sure that next year is going to be the year they make way more money than they did this year. And they're going to focus on sales, get really good at marketing, really do the work to learn how to serve their people, serve their community at a high, high level and willing to do the work in not only outer work, but inside work. I want to invite you to work with me. Okay. Together, six months long. And I probably will be closing up one-on-one, -on -one, um, for a couple months next year um, because I do plan on doing a program. Um, I, I will be launching a program soon. And to be honest, if if you get on the phone with me, I'll be honest with you on whether um, on whether like the group is better for you or one on one. Okay. Link in my bio if you want to work with me. If you have any questions um, or anything you want to follow up on, feel free to DM me. I'm friendly. I promise. <laughs> All right, y'all. I will see you later. Mwah. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hey, amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out Four Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.